The bar is open. We've got some good topics. And I'm Jack. And I'm Daiquiri. Welcome back to the Jack and Daiquiri Show, girls. Today, we're not drinking dog shit. Blow me. Um, (laughs) The whole thing is, right, like, we don't want to drink alcohol every week anyways. And, like, I took an edible, uh, (laughs) like, an hour ago now. Like, 90 minutes ago now. And it it, both parts have kicked in. (laughs) So, I feel like I'm probably inebriated enough for all of this. uh, And for the topics that we have, uh, I feel strongly about both of them. (laughs) So... I don't need it. Um, how have you been? It's been quite some time since we've last seen one another. Yeah, it's been, I think it's only been two weeks. Jesus, it always feels like a long time. Yeah, because we last week we didn't do a show, but we did one the week before. We did. Um, everything's good. Last week we didn't record because I had a parent-teacher conference that I had to go to for my daughter. Um, so we did that. And then what else to, has been going on? Um, shoot. Let's see. It's almost holiday time. Thank God. We are approaching um, football season. It's finally cold enough to do like soups and chilies and all that type of stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm good, man. Everything's been great. I'm seeing my daughter more like we have like our schedules now. So this weekend she was supposed to be here. But with the holiday coming up, I'm just going to have her next weekend so I can have her the whole weekend into like next the week after a little bit. Yeah. Um, which will be great. Um, so yeah, everything's pretty much the same, man. How have you been? So I feel like I, uh, I have been better, uh, since the last time we spoke, I, (laughs) uh, like entered a depressive state, uh, by the time, by the last time we spoke, um, it work is still challenging. Um, but at least, at least this week, it hasn't been so much that I have been, like, overwhelmed. And actually, the reason for that <laughs> oh, is because we had a bit of a confrontation with administration <laughs> over the week. As in you or multiple people? Me and multiple people. Oh, shit. So, um, there's this learning program that we, this is data program that we have to kind of facilitate and we have to run on the teacher's end. Mm -hmm. It helps you track, uh, behavioral data. It also helps you track, uh, academic data. But, um, it's last year, like they've been kind of slowly getting us back into it. I suppose like we've, I've been familiar with the program since I was a student teacher. So like I'm familiar with it, but the amount of stuff that they're having us do this year, it's really like, it's unrealistic mm-hmm. and it's asinine. Okay. Like we have to got to enter in data for all the kids who are tier two and tier three, but you're not talking about how 45 of my 61 students are tier two and tier three. <laughs> So you have to do interventions on them, and then you have to do a 33-question survey for each and every one mm. of those black-ass students, right? Right. It is a mountain of work. Every day is a committee meeting. Every day is a board meeting. Every day is a fucking grade-level meeting. Like, it is it is an incredible amount of work. Um, and I've spoken about this before. Like, the, the sheer work that we're doing right now is making me not want to teach anymore. Like, yeah. genuinely, it, it makes it... Really hellish. You're not. I mean, you're not the only teacher that thinks that way. By far, what y'all have to do on the daily is more than what I think most people probably do in a week. Yeah. So like it's, it's and you don't get comp. If you were compensated for the amount you're doing, totally that would be one thing. Yeah. But it's like you're already underpaid. 
mm-hmm. and they're asking you to do and overwork six jobs for one person. It's yep. like yeah, and that's on top of the the like everyday labor of being a teacher in and of itself. Exactly, like, that job is already exhausting on its own. But so. We've all been really, really tired because uh, or overwhelmed, and so a lot of us fell behind on updating the information in such and such program, right? Mm-hmm. Our assistant principal emails us. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't have to say the man's name to read the email. Uh, and if you're reading this email and you're like, "That's about me," okay. <laughs> Suck my dick from Daiquiri Jones. <laughs> and I hope you niggas find this one day. So it says, good evening. If you are receiving this email, you are in capital letters, bold print, underlined. Not in compliance for your uh, program intervention plans for your tier two and tier three students in reading and math. Please do so no later than the end of the school day tomorrow. Since you have received multiple emails from Miss Redacted regarding the matter, consider this a verbal warning. Thank you. (laughs) So he sends that email towards the end of the school day. And I chuckled to myself because I was like, who the fuck are you talking to like that, nigga? Like, I don't know you like that. (laughs) So I left up out of my classroom and I went next door to my Mm -hmm. mentor. And I was like, I was like, hey, you know, you're in noncompliance because she was on the email chain getting yelled at like I was. She said, what are you talking about? I said, check your email. You're in non-compliance for the program. She said, well, I'm going to stay in non-compliance. I said, work. Me too. Because <laughs> I'm I'm like, I'm going to get it done when I'm going to get it done. Yeah. If you want kids to be able to read, that's my job. That other shit, it can wait. Mm-hmm. Right? So I left my mentor's room. I went back in my classroom, got, re- got the kids ready for dismissal. And then my mentor sends one of her students into my classroom. Hey, she wants to... Uh, Miss Strawberry wants to come see you or wants you to come here. I said, okay. So I said, what's going on? She said, we all call each other by our last names at work. So she said, so what what are we doing tomorrow, Jones? I said, I don't know. I was like, Strawberry, like what, what are you talking about? She said, um, I'm asking, what are we doing tomorrow? I said, you need to speak plainly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me. I don't know what I'm saying. Yes or no to. She said, are we coming to work tomorrow? <laughs> So I looked at her and I said, do you want to come to work tomorrow? She said, it's supposed to snow. We were supposed to get, we were supposed to get one to three uh, yeah. inches over there. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. And she said, I don't have time to get all this branching, uh, all this program stuff, branching minds, whatever. I'm sure a lot of teachers use it. Um, I don't have time to get all this branching minds stuff done. I don't. And I was like, me neither. So I guess we're not coming to work tomorrow. Oh. Me, that math teacher... And our aide all called in sick the next day. All of us. Pretty much at the exact same time, which was before the crack of dawn. I was going to call off that night before, like when I got home. Uh-huh. And I called my aide and I was like, hey, you know, what time? Blah, blah. She was like, I'm not sitting that shit until five in the morning. And I said, work. Me neither. Because <laughs> then they're scrambling. Mm-hmm. I called off work. <laughs> Said, I'm sick. I'm not coming in today at five in the morning. Didn't send a sub plan in or nothing. Oh, you want me to get my work done? Sorry, can't be a good teacher and get this work done at the same time. So I'm going to prioritize the other thing today. You let me know how that works. So you was at home 
still working. But. I got the branching mind stuff done while I was at home. Most of it, uh-huh. right? I got most of it done and I took the whole day off. Do you know that several hours later, a couple, a handful of hours later, that exact same vice principal emails us back on the same email chain. I want you to listen to how his tone has shifted drastically. He says, good morning, all. Just wanted to offer some serious empathy for you all as you grind through the branching minds process. I completely understand the task of inputting all that information and attempting to maximize student achievement. So, as a peace offering, the leadership team is looking at a couple of options that may assist you in the process, mainly freeing up some time for you to uh, complete the Branching Minds process in a timely manner. Please continue to prioritize your daily instruction while making Branching Minds a secondary emergency worthy of your attention. This doesn't mean completely neglect the action item. It simply means squeeze in some time when you can until we can offer a better solution. I welcome your suggestions as well. Make it a great day. I fell out laughing. And you were at home when you got that. Down. (laughs) Because administration got scared. Because you know who never calls off work? My black ass. Mm -hmm. And neither does my mentor. Mm -hmm. We never. I have been working for that staff of folks for three years now. This is the first time that I have ever called off work. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. And you did that shit. (laughs) You you called off and you called off. Because that... They would, a hundred, especially teachers, if you'd have done it the night before, okay, we could figure it out. But they had, what, two hours to figure that shit out? And I didn't email not Nan once Yeah, <laughs> I said, figure it out, good girlfriend. You niggas forget, number one, that teaching is a unionized position. Yes, absolutely. Number two, that there is a teacher shortage because nobody wants to be a teacher right now because you treat us like slaves. You also forget that on a personal note, I'm anti-government. <laughs> I'm anti-capitalism and I'm anti-you niggas. <laughs> I, and one of the people in administration, actually both of the people in administration who I had kind of an issue with over the weekend, over uh-huh. this week, they were my teachers in the master's program where Got we were talking it. about all kinds of restorative justice and anti-racism and leftism and stuff like that. I'm like, you know that I'm like the wild left. Like, you know, I'm a revolutionary. So, you know, I'm a always go on strike. Right. I don't even need to be asked that much. It took Strawberry 20 seconds of being like, this is why. What do you think? For me to be like, work. We're not, com- we're not, we're not coming in. Fuck that. <laughs> Their whole, ta- whole tone changed. This entire rest of the week, I've been getting administrative people walk up to me and profusely apologize for their tones in the emails, for their tones over the loudspeaker announcements, for all the work that, like, it was, the principal yesterday was like, you know, I don't want anybody to feel like blah, blah, blah. And I looked at her in her face and blinked a couple times and then was like, and then I told her directly, and this is where they had to remember that I'm, I'm still black, even though I dress a type way. I was like, let me explain something to you. Don't ever have that man email me like that again. And I said that to her face. I said, do not have him email me like that ever again. (laughs) I said, be careful. (laughs) I said, I don't respond positively to that kind of energy. I'm going to let you know that right now. And then I said to her, just because he's bald, black, and old doesn't mean he's my dad. I said, tell him to check himself. Damn. So... I've been having a better week. (laughs) 
I would say literally because I got to show administration like sounds like he's like disconnected a little bit from he's new he's a he's a new vice principal this year uh, okay. he's kind of getting used to like the the classroom culture and for what it's worth I do actually like him he's a good guy so, and the way he talks in person is very very different than it is via email okay. so some things can just kind of get lost in your tone right like right. if you're older you don't always know how you're coming across right but you don't underline bold print all capital letters the word not at me Expect, on an email chain yeah i'm not a child yeah. <laughs> and i'm not your child right my right. nigga so they backed off they started trying to help us out do certain things or giving us more time oh we're gonna cancel this meeting we're gonna do stuff i'm like that's all we were asking for mm -hmm. i told the principal and some other i'm like i love teaching i love teaching but y'all are making this really really hard yeah like y'all are making it hard for people to want to show up and I was, and so I was like, mm, I won't call off no more if, you know, we don't continue to have stressful situations. I said, my body responds negatively to stress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you niggas, don't let, I be telling Sometimes you Sometimes you gotta, time, you gotta put people Don't in let the place. little cute clothes fool you, girl. Like, yeah. I'm real crazy. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's been, it's been a decent, it's been a decent time, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. We've got some good topics, and... Uh, we got some good-ass topics. This should be fun. Yeah. Um, Let's start at the emotional place. So, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, director of Fruitvale Station, mm. and Black Panther 1 has decided to personally attack the black community once again... Uh, <laughs> With a sequel to uh, Black Panther called Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, uh, which came out this past Thursday. Um, I knew that I was going to see the shit the day it came out when the trailer came out. When the trailer out. came out, As soon as yeah. the trailer came out, I said, oh, work. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Same. And I was crying at the trailer. So I went into it being like, I know this is going to fuck me up. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a beautiful film. Let me just start there. Like, I I will say, I for whatever reason, I didn't enjoy it as much the first time I saw it, but when I went and saw it again on Sunday, um, I I was like, oh, I get it. Like, this is mm -hmm. this is really, really sickening. Um, it's too... Mm, do we want to make this like a spoiler cast? Like, do we want to... So, isn't there a, like a period of time... Because by the time this comes out, the movie would have been out in theaters for two weeks. So if you hadn't seen it by then... Two weeks or it was just one? It came... It just came out. It came out... Oh, yeah. Only one week. It would have been... It this, today makes two weeks. Today makes two Make, weeks. Yeah, Makes yeah. one week. It came yeah, out... it came last, out this time last week. Yeah, so, so it would have been... one week. Just one week. But by the time this show comes out, it'll still... Okay, it'll still only be one week. Now, keep in mind... Like the YouTube girls already have what kind of forever ending explained and all such shit. Yeah. So like, I don't know necessarily that we're doing anything that other people aren't, but I I don't I don't want to completely spoil it. Yeah, and I know that you know, but I, that's the thing. Like, how do we talk about it without talking about? It? We're basically gonna be tiptoeing. So you know what? We're right. talking about it. So I'm going to out loud time mark this. So you should skip ahead right now, and then. I will go back in post and like edit over this and be like, oh, hey, skip to this minute marker if you don't want spoilers. Three, two, one, go. So <laughs> the film, the film starts with Chadwick Boseman's character T'Challa dying. Yes. 
it opens with with this chaotic scene of his sister and all the fucking people who work in there being like, oh my god, the Black Panther's dying, the king is dying, all this other shit. Some disease. We have we have to save him. Some inexplicable, unexplained yeah. disease or whatever the fuck. And then the way the mom like like Shuri spends a lot of time being like, no, we need to make a new heart shaped herb, and we gotta save my brother. And then Queen Ramonda comes in and she's like, the king is dead. Mm-hmm. And it just cuts from there to his funeral. Yeah. And the whole, I saw it Friday night the first time I saw it. We were all immediately crying. We were all like, what the motherfuck? Yeah, that shit was real, bro. I was sitting there because I took, me and Shorty went and saw it. And I told her we at the end of the movie, I'm like, there were some emotional parts in there. Ooh. And that one starting out because it's like, oh my God. And it was because they, well, first they start out with the, every time a Marvel movie comes, it says Marvel at the beginning. And this one was all Chadwick Boseman. And it was and dead I, silence. Yeah. They didn't do the mu- the Marvel music for the intro cinema. They it was dead silence. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. And then like you're saying, like the king's dying, we have to save him. And I'm like, come on, Siri, like speed that shit up. Right, you're do a something. genius. You're a genius. Yeah. And she's sitting there, ten percent rate, twenty five percent. She's like, it's gonna have to do. He's done. And I'm like, oh fuck. So we're, we've only been in the movie at this point for seven five minutes. minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. And then they have the funeral and the I. I know it's crazy because I hate death. I hate funerals. Yeah. That this movie, the way they did the funeral and like death as a thing. Yeah. Was beautiful. Wonderfully done. It really was. was Beautiful. Yeah. Um, There was, um, I've, I've been talking about this with my friends like for a little bit of time now, like the way that, the way that the film handles like the grief of the situation mm -hmm. is really tactfully done, right? Like the whole film kind of explores how all the different like black women who live in Wakanda are like handling the grief a in their own way, but also together a little bit. Like there's a communal kind of suffering going on. That's being felt by the whole entire country. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how it was, how you never, it never seemed like, um, because in the first movie, they're like, oh, if the Black Panther dies, like that's fine. We'll just have another one. I naively, and I've seen the movie, I forgot. Me too. That all the herb was gone. He so they're like, him. there's no more heart shaped herb. And my ass, I'm thinking, oh, in the second movie, like they'll have more of that shit. Like we've had more than enough time to build some more shit, but they had nothing. So it's like, how do you get a new Black Panther? I was like, oh shit. So seeing that was insane. Um, I thought it was really, so I went into it a little skeptical and like a little nervous because Daiquiri saw it before me and I text him on the weekend and said, Hey, how was black Panther? I'm going to go see it Mm -hmm. on this day. And your text was very much like it was okay. It was very ambiguously (laughs) worded. Like it was very, I sent him and I sent him like uh, some emojis and Jack goes, I've never even seen those emojis. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is it bad? And that's my, my first thought. I'm like, Oh shit. Are we going to go see a bad movie? Is this going to be bad? And I got there. I'm like, oh, this wasn't bad at all. No, no. This is amazing. I thought there was a good amount of action. Yep. There was a good amount of like dialogue. Sure was. They tied into new stuff as well as the old stories. Yeah. I loved it. Um, What was, I want to know what was your favorite part of the movie? Yeah. So, um, God, there's so much to talk about with it, right? Yeah. So, 
I think for me, the reason why I didn't like it the first time ended up being my favorite part of the movie the second time I went and watched it. Okay. So I, my main issue with the film at the at first was the con- the central conflict, which is the Wakandans having to fight this new nation of folks, the Talokans, right? The Talokans are, imagine if Atlantis was run by Latinos. Okay. I knew that was going to be... So... Yeah, okay. There is... This is the plot point of the film. We're already spoiled, okay? So, like, it's fine. They find out that there's been vibranium in other places of the world except for... Uh, besides Wakanda the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So, the meteor that hit Wakanda centuries ago also landed in the Atlantic Ocean. So, there's an underwater civilization, an underwater nation... Mm-hmm of uh folks who can breathe underwater and swim and all these and and communicate and different things like that and they are from a uh, mesoamerican uh like indigenous people right yes. like uh i i not aztecs mayans mayans thanks so much yeah. so um they are like a, of a like a mayan indigenous tribe right so they're powerful they're yes. like really really powerful and they have the added bonus of literally, like, they people always knew where Wakanda was. They just didn't know how dope Wakanda was, right? right. Because they were hiding themselves. Nobody knows about 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 fucking uh, Talokan, like right. at all. So, you have this really powerful nation of indigenous folks led by the world's sexiest villain. <laughs> oh, Namor, Namor, Namor! My God, <laughs> drown me, Father God! Ooh, he was. Ooh, so he's powerful and he's 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 a beast. He really is a beast. And um they have to fight. Right. And the reason why they have to fight in the film, well, the reason why they have to fight in the film is because literally the CIA has a meeting mm-hmm. and the CIA says, we got to do something about the about this fucking vibranium in Wakanda." Right. Because they were, tr- they were the whole part was that white people mm-hmm. were like, okay, we know there's vibranium. How can we use this for weapons? How can we profit off of it? And how can we use it to make mass weapons of mass destruction? Yeah, they tried to rob the Wakandans in the movie and the first scene of, yeah. And the, I can't, I don't know how, I can't think, I know the name, but I don't the know. The Adora Milaje. Yes. Them lady said, uh-uh, not today. Y'all Literally. ain't taking not near nothing of our shit Mm-mm. and walk them back in there. And who were, where were they from? France. France. <laughs> and she was sitting there like, Oh, I forgot. We said, no, you didn't. Right. So that was crazy. I will say he is my favorite villain. I think he's the, he is an incredible villain. He, he gave me a lot of his backstory kind of reminded me of Killmonger. It's Killmongerish, where he like, He's been hurt. Mm-hmm. And the only way he knows not to be hurt is to hurt someone first or literally just like wipe them out. And then I don't got to worry about them. Yep. Because he did, which I thought was cool. He did come to the Wakandans like, hey, we should knock these motherfuckers out together. Yeah, no, he was real can, diplomatic about it. We can run all this shit. Yep. And we can protect one another. Right. And Wakanda, of course, was like, we don't want to do that. Right. But of course, he's still like, but y'all have all this power. You, every, mm-hmm. We all have all this power. Mm-hmm. Why don't we use it? Um, I actually, uh, like, cause I, I, I totally see and agree with the like Killmonger comparison. I actually think he's a better villain than Killmonger. And I'll tell you why 
his motivation makes more sense to me. Oh, yeah. So Killmonger's thing was like... Tear down Wakanda. Black people have been brutalized for centuries. Mm -hmm. Wakanda hasn't done anything about it. Yep. So I'm going to take all the vibranium from Wakanda and I'm going to arm black people. But his re his motivation behind that was be literally because the people from Wakanda killed his father right. and left him in the ghetto in fucking Oakland, California, right? right? So for me, Killmonger was never really interested in like black people's safety. Yeah. He was it was a it was personal. It was personal for him. Whereas with Namor, he physically sees his people being brutalized by white European Spaniards. Yeah. Like he sees his people in bondage and in slavery. So for him, it's like, oh, I have to be able to protect my people. Like I thought that Namor's whole thing, it made more sense to me because I was like, well, he's actually seeing people being Well, yeah, oppressed. they came back because his mom... And she's like, I want to be in my home. In this burial site. And he, they had been gone for however many years. And they right. come back and it's just slavery. And he's yeah. Like, so I, the, my, my primary issue with the shit in general was like, uh, I didn't like to see the most powerful brown people in the nation, in the yes. world, yeah. fight against the most powerful black. Because I thought, damn, we've never had a Latino lead nothing in these kinds of movies before. Mm -hmm. Like a lead hero, a lead villain, or anything. And the first time we get one, they have to fight. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> I would have preferred him been a villain in a Captain America movie. You but know? I mean, like, at the same time, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I do think it's better that the director was Ryan Coogler. Oh, for sure. To where it's like, it's not some white dude being like, "Hey, y'all should fight." Mm -hmm. That'd be mm -hmm. cool. If if who would win, right? No, totally. It would have felt gross. So yeah, I um. I loved it. I think um, I will spoil alert when Shuri takes the heart shaped, the heart -shaped herb, herb, yeah, and she goes to the place, mm -hmm. and who's there waiting on her? That bro, that shit, that gagged me. That no, was that gagged insane. Me. I had no idea. I was like, oh shit! I, I thought her mom was gonna be sitting there. Me too. And my, I thought my nigga said. What up, cuz? I said, oh, shit. I was so pissed. Oh, shit. I was like, I thought we got rid of you, nigga. No. I thought we got rid of you. That, that to me, I literally, in the theater, because my girl sitting right next to me, and it goes, pan, boom. And I said, oh, shit. And she goes, shorty. <laughs> She's laughing. And I, like, said it out loud. No, I, I was like, oh, my bad, my bad. But I was like, what the fuck? Like, no way. I think I said, oh, bitch, in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because that, that shit was insane. I didn't even know he was in it. No, they kept a good, they did a good job making sure he was nowhere in the press. Yeah, if y'all don't know, um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is in this movie. He, he makes a reappearance as the ghost of Killmonger. Yes, in the in the um, ancestral plane. Yeah, in the ancestral plane, he he comes back as like Shuri's little like spirit guide, whatever. Who she sees after taking the heart shaped herb, which yeah. is insane. Yeah, I would say. So I, that was my favorite part. Oh, and when I would say that was my favorite part, um, when she put on the costume, I wasn't that wasn't too crazy for me. I thought I was going to cry. Yeah. But I didn't. It was. Yeah, it was cool. But I also liked when um, Namor came back mm -hmm. and he was like, tear it down. And he turned the fuck up. He like jumped in the air, did like a run. No, in the he air tore that bitch upside and down. Fucked Wakanda up. Yeah, I was like, that was that's what I was like, was oh, this nigga's sick. 
<laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm literally like, oh fuck. And like my shorty again, she's like, she's like, you're talking out loud. I'm like, my bad. But I'm like, that's savage. Like he he the run he did in the air, it's like bro charged up and then was just like water. I knew he fucked the whole the whole city up. I knew that the Talocans were gonna be a problem when 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 the, the US Marine people are like on the boat. <laughs> yeah. And you <laughs> And the niggas start jumping, jumping off, off the fucking I was like, boat. oh, bitch, I'm scared. <laughs> that they got shit. the Wakandans to do it, too. They did. No, <laughs> that shit, honestly, I thought that that scene was scary. That was, yeah. I was uncomfortable. Because they were jumping in the water, and then, like, they would wake up, kind of, and then by the time they're like, what's going on? Boom, you're under. They got they your They just ass. got yanked. And the, the bro, I'm about to go see this shit this weekend. The actual sound of them singing made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. No, that shit was really oh scary. Oh my gosh! I think that honestly, my, well, my favorite aspect ended up being in relation to, like the the conflict between the the Talokans and the the Wakandans was like, oh, they're this movie is getting into the fact that. The only reason why brown communities and black people, black communities are fighting with each other right now is literally because of the U.S. government, right? Yeah. Like, the U.S. government is like I, I liked that Ryan Coogler was smart enough to be like, they're not just fighting because they're, like, threatened by one another. They're, right. like, actively being pit against one another by, like, people they don't know. Right. Because so the Wakandans had no idea no, that they existed. No. No no one no one the fuck did. So right. I um I, I really appreciated, like, the, the grief aspect of it. I also appreciated, like, Ryan Coogler's a good filmmaker. He's yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do things well and, like, weave in, like, social issues with, like, a three-hour-long-ass movie. Like, it was... It was really wonderful. It is done. a long watch. And then my absolute favorite, favorite part is the ending. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. When so, they're in Haiti? Yeah. So it's a Marvel film, so you know going in, that, oh, there's going to be at yeah. least one post-credits. Like, you know to stay after. When mm-hmm. niggas leave, yeah. when the credits roll, I'm like, you are such a dumb bitch. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? This is your first time, ain't it? Yeah. I remember my first beer. You ain't never seen a motherfucking... <laughs> Iron Man, right? <laughs> like, what are you doing, <laughs> stupid ass motherfucker? So I'm like, okay, like, what's it gonna be? So the post credit scene is um, Nakia returning to no, 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 Shuri, Shuri return, returning, uh, going to Haiti yeah. to go visit Nakia to go and do this like burial ceremony for her brother, like mm-hmm. little you know personal thing, whatever. So she goes out and she's like burning. Um, burning the funeral garments or whatever, and then they cut to Rihanna's new fucking <laughs> racial uplift tune. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry, but the music in one was better. No, way better. Way better. Kendrick Kendrick fucked it up. Like, I, I much love to the African community, like the continental Africans or whatever, but, like, I just, I'm like, I didn't grow up on Afrobeats, you no. know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when when uh, Nakia comes back with this child, yeah. and everybody in the audience immediately was like, blow it out of your fucking <laughs> yeah. ass. We're like, what the fuck? And she goes, because I, I thought, she's like, this is my son. And I was like, damn, she left Wakanda and got busy. Oh, you didn't immediately. I didn't, no, I didn't immediately think that. And then she was like, um, oh, I wish I could pern- how, like say it how they said it, but he basically tells his name. His she- name is Toussaint. 
Yeah. And he's like, that's my Haitian name. And she's like, he, he well, first he tells her, I heard you could keep secrets. You can keep secrets, right. And she was like, yeah, I can. He's like, well, that's not, he's like, that's my Haitian name. And then she goes, the Wakandan be like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, <laughs> he, he goes, said, my name is T'Challa. My name is T'Challa, son, son of, of King. T- T'Challa. Yeah, he's like, I'm Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. And she's like, y'all, and she's like, did my brother know? And he's like, she's like, yeah, he didn't want him to have the pressure of mm-hmm. being the next king. Right. She's like, and her, like your mom knew, like she was the only one that didn't know. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, yo, that yeah. was dope. Because he was he was six or seven. Yeah, that nigga has, has been around. Yeah. Which means they had the baby before the first movie. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like, realistically speaking. The they, fir- what, t- what year did the first one come out? The first movie came out 2018. Was it 18? It was. Now, here, I don't know if, because I'm like, when, when did they have the baby? Was it before the blip? Like, his, was it before Thanos snapped? Because, you know, T'Challa, right. T'Challa gets killed yeah. in Infinity War anyways. Right. Uh, I'm like, did they have sex before the snap? So, or? I would think it was before. It would it would have had to be in. Because yeah. she didn't get snapped away. They they bring that up in the movie. Right. They're like, oh, after, uh, after T'Challa, like, after Thanos happened, you dipped out. Yeah. She might have gotten pregnant right before and had the baby right after. Yeah. So I was like, no, that gagged me. So we, my family made it through decently. Well, no, 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 they didn't. We didn't make it through decently. <laughs> Everybody was crying at like at least five times throughout the movie. The beginning, the part where, sorry, uh, Queen Ramonda gets murdered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that fucked me up bad. That fucked me up too. I was like, why did she have to get killed for? But that's when I knew, oh, Namor is crazy. He's, he like, he's badass. I thought he was way cooler than Thanos. I want him to come. I want him to come back into the movie. Like I want them well, to do it. Yeah, did you? Well, at the end part, did you see how he was like? They're like, you looked weak. Basically, like the girls, like you looked weak and kind of like a little bitch. It's gonna be a civil war. And he moment. was like, no. He's like, we're playing fucking chess. No, I caught that too. He's like, we know what we're doing. And then at the end, like it panned to. Like the mural of a mural of him like a and panther her. and and the whatever and whatever like they are yeah and I was like oh fuck and I'm like I hope it's a movie where they team up against some motherfuckers no same the next one needs to be yeah, them teaming up I don't want him to think he was a bitch because honestly he wasn't like it did make sense because really the Wakandans could have ended them it could have gone either way oh bro I think Wakanda wins that because she had him out the water bro was dry. So she could have killed him. This is true. And then all she had to do was press the button and all her people would have been up. And all his people yeah. were fucked. I, you know, I, what I think uh, does it for the Talo Khans, and I, like I said, it literally, I can't make a case for either one. Nobody on the entire planet knew about the Talo Khans. Yeah. And, the, and there's only been two people to be down there from the surface. Yeah. We don't know shit about like the Wakandans don't know how untampered with that civilization has right. been. They've been around not around any other people. People from Wakanda got get to go visit other countries and then come back home. Right. The Talokans have to stay in the water or they fucking die. So I'm like, the Talokans might have shit that we don't know about. True. <laughs> 
They right. were they were white riding, and they're in, riding on whales. in whales. <laughs> I was opening my mouth to say that, and the Marines that get killed in the beginning get killed by that fucking jellyfish. Yeah. The Wakandas don't have jellyfish, nigga. <laughs> they have rhinos. They have the rhinos, you yeah. know. No, sickening film. Go like, see it. Solid 10 Panthers out of 10. Yeah, go see it. It's amazing. It's very good. So I wanted to start on a high note because I'm about to get irritated. Nope. Oh, so... Um, Y'all already know where we going. This right. shit is for me. So one of the worst things that happened to me in my life uh, happened a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, Stop. Not in your whole life. Um, one of my favorite rappers and Drake decided to drop a... Um, a um, joint project... Um, with the title, um, Her Loss, um, which actually of the weird ass album covers that Drake has, I actually quite enjoyed this one. Like I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I was excited about this project. Oh yeah. I was really, really excited about this project. Uh, okay. So you were excited. I was, I always get excited when a Drake album comes out. Yeah. But I also was slightly like. Drake and 21 Savage, how's that gonna mix? It's gonna sound like heaven. Because I'm like, Drake and Future, they make good music. We mm-hmm. know that. So I'm like, okay. But I'm like, can Drake do an album with another person who has not, I see, like 21 Savage, his, the personalities are different. They're quite different. Drake and Future are the same, where it's like, nigga, I'm gonna go, then you gonna go, then I'm, and this one's more of Drake's, you know, he's like, I'm top dog. And 21 Savage's like, I don't okay. give a fuck, nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like that. But I caught, oh, y'all. I called this nigga. No, he was excited. Because I, I went to pick up my daughter. And that was it was that weekend. So I go and pick her up. And I'm on the drive, I played it. So I press it. And his first song. And that mug's, that mug beat drops. That mug goes, six. I said, oh, <laughs> shit. I already knew. And then Drake goes, 21. Can you do some for me? I said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So I listened to all that. And then I was like, I got to call this nigga right now. I got to call. Dakri picked up. I'm like, look, this is for me, nigga. This is for me. I didn't listen to not even a full minute. Oh, my God. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I want to know your thoughts first. <laughs> And then I'll get to mine because I have nothing but praise, but I want to know what you think. And I'm gonna call Dakri out right now because he did put a tweet out that said, "Huh, Aubrey's back to hating women again because he wasn't good at dance beats." I actually posted on our story. I was like, "Oh, pa- pandering to the uh, LGBTQ community didn't work, so he went back to hating women." And I was like, "Stop." <laughs> I also, I believe that exact same day on my Twitter account tweeted, oh, Aubrey did something corny again? Shocker. (laughs) So um, I will say uh, I was thoroughly excited for this project because I have loved every single song that Drake and 21 Savage have ever made together. Mm -hmm. They mesh together surprisingly well. Um, Yeah. That's like they were he's been on a drake album before he was on sneaking on fucking more life yeah um they did jimmy crooks uh which is on honestly never mind they did the knife talk thing on um the album with the baby mamas certified uh, lover boy like they've done they've joined they do before. music together and their music always goes yeah right like their music always goes when they're together um 
And I love 21 Savage. Yeah. Like, I adore him. Yeah, he's sick. I think he's an incredibly underrated and untalked about yeah. uh, artist, and I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah. Um, They had a really cool promo and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They had the little weird album cover. I was like, girl, sure, whatever. The interview with Howard Stern? Yeah, all the, all the <laughs> fake press that they were doing, that, that shit was fake dope. NPR. I was like, oh, well, okay, you know, whatever. And then I cut the shit on. Like, I cut the first song on, and it's Rich Flex. And I thought... Oh, this is a good ass song. Yeah. Now the girls have been cooking him on Twi on TikTok. Okay, explain that to me because I never. The, everybody's like, "What Drake was actually saying?" I'm like, "This is not. Is this spicy?" It. I, I feel like the way he says the shit really was very homoerotic. Twenty one, can you do some for me? <laughs> See Talk to the apps next for me. I didn't look at it like that. Like if my voice was. Di 21, can you do something for me? Can you talk to the ops next for me? I'm like, what a butch queen he is. But I lived. Like, the first song, Rich Flex, I thought was, uh, like, fantastic. Yeah, Rich I was Flex like, is sickening. This is sickening. Now, Drake does frequently ruin my favorite moments on, on the album because he there's, like, weird transitions. So, like, Rich Flex is, like, mostly done, and then you hear, oh, you hoes. <laughs> I love that shit. to you talking to. <laughs> I was like, is this a Lorder Squad <laughs> sketch, nigga? Um, I thought the first couple tracks, Rich Flex, totally fine, like Major Depression, uh, Distribution. Like, the sound of most of these tracks is totally fine. Um, I think that the transitions can be very odd in certain moments. Now, some, sometimes it works well. Um, I want to say it's either it's like Spin About You, one of these songs that has like a really good transition to another track, like in the middle of the song, that I thought was dope. And I also thought that Drake, uh, in general, like kind of did some fun things with his voice. Uh, mm -hmm. Like when he was running certain vo uh, verses, I was like, oh, I didn't, is it Drake? And I was like, oh, wow, he's like really, really going for it. Okay, so like my issues. No, just leave it at that. No, I won't. Dakri loved it. I don't at all want to be positive <laughs> because my list of woes is way long. Like this is With my this album. Woes. This album is strange. So first, I thought Drake was way too overbearing on the project. Like I thought that it that every. What song, do you mean by that? I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by? I that? felt like every song felt like Drake featuring Twenty One Savage, and I did not mm, want to hear that. What about? Mm, there's a couple that I feel are. There's only a couple though. There's only a couple in, a, in an album that's 16 songs long and over an hour of music. Like I thought, there could have been more balance. Okay. When you think about good joint projects, you think about Watch the Throne. Mm. You think about even Drake's album with Future, What a Time to Be Alive. Like you yeah. think about these moments where both of these artists are shining entirely on this album, and. It might be because I don't like Drake too much. It might be because I love 21 Savage. I was uh -huh. like, I'm not getting enough of him. Like, I'm not I'm not getting enough 21 Savage on this album. And I'm getting a lot of Drake, okay? Mm -hmm. And the issue with having a lot of Drake is that you have to listen to a lot of Drake, right? You have to, like, sit with words that he has chosen to have little Yachty write for him so that he can go in the booth and record. Because um, <laughs> Yeah, Yachty did write on the album. He has written on several albums, <laughs> and that's the, that's the writers on this album that we know of. At least with 21 Savage, I feel like he is in the studio writing about murdering people. <laughs> I like feel very comfortable about those things, right? 
Um, so I thought Drake was overbearing. And then <sighs> content-wise, I'm just like, I don't know why we have to keep listening to this nigga who is pushing 40, like, complain about Instagram captions and, like, fake friends and shit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you sound nigga. like a 12-year-old. Gee, like, how are you simultaneously, like... You know, you niggas don't have more money than I do. You niggas will never have a good record like I do. Like, you're so macho mancho. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, my fake friends. And these hoes aren't loyal. Like, I'm like, I'm just so tired of Drake being such a little bitch. Like, <laughs> he's such a bitch on this album. And that's before you get into all the name calling. Oh. He goes really crazy on a lot of people who didn't have any smoke for him whatsoever. So you talk about Serena Williams' husband on the shit, how she's a, how he's a fan, when it's like... He said a groupie. Uh, thanks. A groupie. A groupie is a worse word than a fan, by I the know, way. It's, I know, I know. That's really disrespectful. But <laughs> and you have this smoke for this man's husband who... That lady rejected you... True. A week uh, for after a week and a half. That was seven years ago, Aubrielle. Like, you need to move past that shit. It was that. It was he threw a shot at like uh, Ice Spice, who we haven't spoken about that girl. Oh no, I know who she is. I adore Ice Spice. I know who she is. I think she is phenomenal. Yeah. How can I lose if I'm already chose? Like, <laughs> is she feeling hot that I make a bitch frozen? I got a bitch tired of it. Time to post. Damn, if the party didn't lift, then why would I go? Why would I go? Like, she's Socrates. <laughs> she's Plato. But she's she, Euripides. Like, hey, but she went there with him, though. What do you mean? She went there with Drake. You what, didn't know I, what do you mean when you say went there? He smashed. Oh, I know this. Yeah. I know that Drake smashed her. I know this because I know his type. He likes some young, Jack. She's 22. They were fucking years ago, by the way. No, he just. Oh, is this that is what recent. you heard? Oh, this is recent. Oh, bro. is that what you heard? She. This is recent, bro. I didn't hear that. Heard I saw a video of him going to smash her. Heard that it was ages ago that they started doing this shit, and it makes sense. The you video. Know why? The video I saw was because Drake, oh, like his predecessor, likes who? Teenage girls. His predecessor. R. Kelly, nigga. Don't fuck that. Jack. Stop. We do this a lot, and We're, I always come with the facts. Not, we are not okay. going to compare. You know no. why we why we can't compare them? Because he has more money than Robert has ever had, so he has more <laughs> money to cover his things up. We don't, just don't know. Okay, so when, when uh, our kids are in their 30s and Surviving Drake comes out, like, do you want to do like a like a reunion? Yeah, we'll do a episode? reunion for sure. Work. Yeah. So he had a lot of uh, had a lot of spice for Ice Spice. Had the little bum ass line about Meg getting shot or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, I think that was wordplay. He said it was a double entendre. Right. Do you know what a double entendre means? Yes, nigga, I'm not. A stupid. double entendre is things that mean two things, which I means know. in addition to it being literally about Meg, quote unquote, lying. It is also about girls getting butt shots. I know. I like took fourth grade English, like Yachty, like where where Yachty dropped out. I know, but like I just and I don't want to get into it. Like <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out what Munchkin Land did when the jury comes out. Like uh, yeah. I'm totally fine with it. You, you know what? Let Lollipop Guild do what Lollipop Guild is gonna do. But I thought it was odd <laughs> that. 
Pusha T. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he ain't getting no shots. Pusha T exposed your light-skinned biracial baby yeah. to the earth realm and then called your mom and dad losers <laughs> and said that you were hiding a child. And then he, he did this over the light nigga, dark nigga, real uh, over the story of OJ beat yeah. in which he's questioning people's blackness. And then he also had the cover of you in blackface. But you didn't have smoke for him, you bitch. Like, Drake is so, like, he wants to be so hard. Like, he wants to act so hard. But you only have smoke for women. See. What is the problem? And this is why I support the Drake is gay allegations. <laughs> because I'm like, my best friends are fags. And you know what that is? Fag behavior. You act like a, like Drake acts like such a little faggot. He really, really does. I, uh, and for him to be standing next to 21 Savage's over hard ass, I'm like, Savage made Drake look like a brat's doll on this album. Like every time he popped up, I'm like, Drake sounds like such a little pussy ass bitch, man. Like. Imagine murdering people and selling hard <laughs> drugs and then getting on a getting on a song with a light skinned man who is saying, uh, she lied about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. A twenty one. Can you do something for me? Like, imagine how emasculating that must feel for a real nigga. God. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this bum ass. Like I listened to it once cause I was obligated to do so. And I wanted to like the album so bad. I need niggas to hear me on this show. I am the first person who want, I always, I go in, I'm like, oh, I want to like this so bad. Like I'm coming in, I want to <laughs> like, this, like Drake this so album bad. Because I used to adore this nigga and his music. But you, I, I don't know that I'm I'm always being understood in that I am coming from a place of I have watched one of my childhood heroes devolve into a cornball. And it's so I'm like, oh my God, like, cause he was never he never was to throw shots on his album type. It wasn't until he got older that he feels like I'm gonna start like retroactively talking shit about things. But I think that, that's 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 not just a rap thing. I think that's people in general. All, especially black men. Once you start getting older, you everybody's taking shots at younger dudes. You look at sports. All the dudes that talk about this is true. sports now are like, oh, back in our day, that wouldn't fly. But nigga, it's not your day no more. This is true. Fuck our parents. I do some shit. My dad be like, oh, back in the day, we used to do this. But that's not right now, nigga. This is now. But then what you, you had your time. But then what you're no no one no. What I'm saying is. I think at this point in Drake's career, he's crippling with the fact that he's he's aging, aging out. out. He's Thank aging you. out. I can say that 100%. That's all that I wanted. <laughs> no, 100%. But it's like, how do you let these niggas know that I've been on top for 15 years? Oh, I got to tell you niggas, I'm still on top. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to take shots at whoever. Do I agree with the people he took shots at? No. I just think it's... Funny how, you know, I thought it was a, it was random in the song, but it was funny how he just goes, your husband's a groupie. Like, yeah. it has nothing to do <laughs> no, with like, what's going on, but it was funny, because the first time I listened to it, didn't even, it 
completely went over my head. I didn't see it. Right. And then I see people on Twitter and talking about TikTok, it. TikTok, and I'm like, oh. So then I go through and listen to it again. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then, of course, you have with that line, you have the people being like, Drake, aren't you a groupie? And then you show him at her matches and him at him all and LeBron the basketball hanging games out. And, like, and all I'm the like, football. I'm like, all right, whatever. But it's like, it's like, is he being a groupie or is it like those his friends? So one of the things that that I I did kind of want to like talk about because you you bring up this really good point of like, we see a lot of times like in in hip hop or in like sports ball games, like you age up and you start kind of bucking up a little bit because oh, yeah. you start you're losing relevance. To, you start trying to sun niggas, right? Here's my thing. That's an insecurity for me. That that's an insecurity about you potentially aging out. And you know who has the same issue? Nikki. This is the shit that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like I just don't particularly. I get like if you have a personal rap beef with like a rap beef with somebody, you okay. and another rapper have a beef. Those lines are anything is up for grabs. I kind of live by the metric as far as hip hop is concerned. It might be really really fucked up. You should say it, and then if I have something to say, I'll say it back, right? Mm. Like, so I I wasn't of the camp that thought that either Pusha or Drake said too much. I'm like, it's rap. You that's part of the art form is you say you're able to say the lowest shit to another rapper. But I just thought that we were like, it's weird seeing people take shots at civilians, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, non rappers, non rappers, okay, or people who like you don't have. You don't have an actual rap beef with him. You're just like throwing out little cute bars. Like he doesn't have rap beef with Ice Spice. He doesn't have rap beef with Ice Spice. Right. Drake only ever seems to talk about women. This is an interesting thing. Drake only ever seems to talk about women who who aren't fucking him anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. There seems to be this like tie between him not dating a woman or being romantically or sexually involved with them, and then he's like talking about it. And I'm like, what? Like. When Taylor Swift does it, y'all say that she's, like, awful for dating people, leaving them, and then writing whole albums. Like, when Taylor Swift does it, she's, like, a piece of shit. And then when right. Drake, like, literally just, like, takes shots, like, random people's folks, I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm tired. Like, listening to Drake is such a chore for me now, because I'm like, I started listening to him when I was in the middle school. Okay. And I'm 25. And his music content-wise has stayed the same. Like, that's exhausting for me as a listener being like, so you haven't gone through any new experiences? Like, people are still fake to you. It's just now that you have more money. Like, mm. women are still... His sound has changed. His sound changes every album. But his you're saying I'm not talking his... about the sound, the content. I loved Honestly Nevermind. Keeping like yeah. I loved Honestly Nevermind. I also He's have, basically still just rapping about the same like shit. Can't trust girls. Even in Honestly Nevermind. Yeah. The text go green shit. Why are you writing a song about text messages between <laughs> you and a lady? Like grow up. I just I want I want the artists that I listen to consistently, I want their music to mature. I don't want it to just change. Yeah. I want it to mature. I want to be like, oh, like, you've really gone through some new experiences, and, like, that reflects a lot in your media. Mm. Drake is just like, I was rapping about girls breaking my heart when I was 22, and I'm still doing it now that I'm 35. And I'm like... Yeah, but, I mean, I, it, could, it could be seen as a little bit different because the type of, I don't... It's his audience. No, I, I well, yeah, I know it's his audience, but I'm saying like, think about it. When I mean, I'm 27, and mm -hmm. I could say like, when I was 22, 
like the stuff that I would go through with a girl compared to now, it is different because it should be. Yeah. And it's like, but I think the way you talk about it, like, you'll still have like, oh, we broke up. Sure. But the way that the breakup goes, it might be more like when I was 22, I didn't really have too much to say about it. But then you're like this older age and now you have could all this stuff to say. Yeah. That- and, and you do have more money. So it's like, oh, me and Shorty used to kick it on the blow up mattress back in the basement or whatever. Now it's right. like we sitting in Milan. Right. Eating steak off her back. Like whatever the fuck it yeah. may be. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like it, yeah. there, there is levels yeah. at certain and it breaks down to the same shit. And and to be fair, like I don't I don't necessarily have that same metric for every rapper, right? So like, if Twenty One Savage continues to release music where the thesis of every song is "I have done <laughs> horrible crimes," it's I'm a knife. fine with that because it's a vibe and content that works really well for me. Yeah. But I I think as I'm just getting older, I'm like I don't know how much I can continue to endure a grown ass man just whining all the like he's so so whiny all the time. See. For me, this it, it was one of those albums where I am happily retired. I love not being in the game no more. But for single niggas, this album was like, oh, I'm about to get back in these streets, bro. I'm in these streets heavy this weekend. Yeah. I was like, damn, this don't nothing make me want to come out of retirement. Let me start by saying that. Yeah. But this is some shit where I'm like, man, it was them some, single niggas. Y'all got y'all got anthems. It was some <laughs> real good songs. Yeah. That I thought just in general, I'm like. The, the content of this is getting to be, it's just getting to be repetitive. Like, it's every day. It's... I, but see, okay, we this is a little sub-conversation. We can talk about this maybe sure. at a different time. I will say the Meg the Stallion stuff, I personally do not know all the ins and outs of her ongoing legal thing with right. Tory Lanez. Right. All I know is that, and I, I'll say apparently, because it's still, I still, there's still not, proof but apparently he shot her and then was like i'm gonna do this and then he shot her and now we're at this point in time where we've had what that that happened two years ago three years ago three maybe and it kind of just disappeared right yeah i mean they're still in they can't talk about a lot of that stuff they're still in litigation for it or whatever okay but for me i was i honestly and this might sound bad i forgot about it no, I mean, she's still making music. I and I don't. They both are still making yeah, music. I don't. And she's well, she's doing way better than Tory Lanez is. Well, I, she always has been. Yeah, he, I mean, he. <laughs> but, he's not that fucking talented. Um, but like Drake makes the comment, and then I remember I saw a video, and she's like, "I don't know why people are commenting about like black women getting shot. Like that's not funny." And I agree. I don't think it's funny at right. all. But my thing was like, I'm like, how I like, I is it? It might be ironic. It's like. No one was talking about this. Like everybody was going hard about her getting shot for six months. Yeah, who, and, and who brought it back up? I know, but I'm just saying. Like it to me, it just still feels like there's something missing. Like we have to, we need all the data and like all the like events and like proof before we can be like, oh yeah, like I don't. I personally... I know what I'm trying to say. I don't know if it's coming no, out the right way. No, I understand what you're saying. I personally am of the tip of believe black women. Because <laughs> well, yeah, no. I'm systemically not, speaking, it's just like... I and this it. is that's not a, a pushback against your point. The reason why I'm like 10 toes about it is because I'm like, I have no reason not to believe this lady until proven, proven otherwise. And also, I'm like, she was shot, right? Like... Something happened. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm where you're at where I'm like, nobody was talking about it at all. I stopped 
like paying attention to every little thing that was coming out about it because I'm like I don't care until the I that's just wanna, what I'm saying yeah. I just want to get to the end is he going to jail or not yeah I just want to know so that you we know? can kind of be done with this but that's why I'm saying I was like nobody was fucking talking about this and then you put the the shit in the song knowing everybody was going to talk about it like y'all you and Yachty sat down y'all knew what you were doing this is what I'm saying yeah I'm like so what was the point like what was the purpose of you saying that line in that way because it wasn't some pro Megan line it was that bitch lies about getting shot. She's still a stallion though. It was very like, oh. I mean, him and like, Tory don't him and Tory Lanez got ties. They both yeah, Canada but they boys. have a they have an on and again off again relationship. Okay, they fuck with each other one week. They weren't they were beefing for four years. See, I don't follow up on all that shit. A lot of the shit that came out around views time, uh-huh. it was directly responding to shit that Tory Lanez was doing, like. They mm. did not like one another. It was bad. Um, okay. But so, like, my thing, my things particularly with that line was, like, what was your point in saying what I'm you said that. and then putting the song out? You obviously knew people were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You knew that people know, like you just said, that you and Tori are cool. So it's like, are you now taking a stance? Like, are you picking a side here? And I'm like, it had nothing to do with you. Yeah. The the incident, whatever, had nothing to do with Drake at all. Right, yeah. Had nothing to do with Yachty's black ass. So I just was like, damn, like, you do corny shit like this, and I never know why. Like, it doesn't, it didn't feel like a flex. It was just like, oh, like, because you know who, who was really enjoying the album? Me and all of my gay ass friends were really enjoying that album until that literally I watched my timeline. We were all like, oh my God, this first song is fucking crazy. Uh-huh. All these memes, all these women and gay people like really enjoying it because we love Drake. Yeah. And then it gets to the line and we were all like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I watched everybody just start talking about something else. It wasn't like people were writing think pieces. Everybody was like, ah, oh, you ruined it. <laughs> and then they just you ruined it i'm like it's it was so easy for him to have just not put the line in i'm yeah. always like what did like so we got to talk about the kanye diss what'd you think about that one talk to me about the kanye diss um, i know there's an xx test in Tacion yeah diss, he did that one which uh, i thought was crazy i thought that was crazy too he's dead yeah like, are you joking <laughs> and he literally said if he wouldn't have gone live he'd still be alive that was wild no that was crazy but i thought the kanye where he was talking about leaking with the ops i did that shit for jay prince i did it for the mob ties mm. and apparently that's supposed to be about kanye but then i think about it, it's like oh that makes sense because they were I'm photographed sure. together. Right. And it was like a free Larry Hoover. They had a concert, concert together. They sure did. And apparently, especially with all the takeoff stuff going on, apparently Jay Prince is some like, not even mafia, but he's like the godfather. He's been that way for a little while. So I like, had no idea he, that people cite Jay Prince with being, uh, and I don't want to get too like tabloid about it, but like that people cite Jay Prince as being one of the reasons why the Drake and Pusha T beef did not escalate further. Because Pusha T knew not to, because no, Jay Prince the, fucks with Drake, no, right? He's a liaison to both parties. So like the way he functioned with that beef was like after the Pusha disc came out, mm-hmm. Jay Prince kind of stepped in and was like, "Hey, so we should probably settle this down." That's now. insane. So he's uh, Jay Prince is kind of one of those types where he's like a he's like a hip hop fixer situation. 
where if you if the girls start getting too like gangsterish and hip hoppy, it starts to be like, okay, you know, mm. simmer down. You know, we got to wear suits and you know different things like that. Um, <laughs> got wear suits. Uh, so I thought the Kanye disc was. I didn't. I I maybe just didn't catch the Kanye okay. line. I think that those two have a very weird relationship. Of like, I mean, I think it'd be weird too if I I linked up and was like, "Oh, this is my friend," but I smashed his wife, and nobody wants to talk about it. And I, the and the other dude, no, Drake smashed Kim Kardashian. There's no doubt in my mind. I think he had sex with Kris Jenner, as it turns out now. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's some evidence to suggest that he probably had sex with her too. That nigga lived down the street from them. My there's, thing is like, why? why would you produce a track that was a diss to me? You knew that this man was dissing me on his album and you didn't tell me about it. Like you knew that he was go to me because Pusha T, the initial of the beef mm -hmm. between the two of them was on Pusha T's uh, 2018 album Daytona. It was on the yeah. last track called Infrared. And he like throws a little couple shots or whatever. And then Drake comes back with a little duppy freestyle, which then goads Pusha into doing the story of Adidon. Uh-huh. So I it was kind of like see I felt like Kanye stirred the pot on that shit though. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Okay, cool, cool. I think Kanye's a bitch. Yeah, I think it's really fucked up that you're like, oh, talking about me in the press is us being good people, but then like you're helping out this person who's like airing out really fucked up shit, right? Yeah, I. I don't. And Kanye was getting dirt for Pusha T because he was having Drake come yeah, out and there was like a lot going on this album and yeah. But then too, I'm like Drake again lets himself get wrapped up in in high school bullshit where it's like yeah. I'm gonna be fake friends with this nigga. I'm gonna pose. I'm gonna do this like concert thing and then I'm gonna talk shit about you on my album. I'm like you're both bitch made to me. Like you're both like. Yeah, we're all cool, whatever. And then on a record, man, fuck that nigga. Man, 21, fuck that nigga. Like, I'm like, shut up. Oh, my gosh. I thought it. there were there were a couple of them. And there was, he talked about somebody's album flopping. Yeah, um, I think that was a Kendrick diss, as it turns out. Um, yeah. And I actually ran the, I actually checked the numbers on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, like the little first week sales. It did technically not not meet the like projected expectations. Yeah, but we knew that already. I don't know that we knew that. No, when we we talked about the album and everyone's reaction was, I didn't think it was. I think that album was very much your first time listening. You're like, what the fuck is this? And that's why I was like, numbers wise, I don't think it did well by the first yeah. week. But after people, it that was an album you had to listen to multiple times before you got it. I got to tell you right now, I didn't, after the first day that, the first three days that shit was out, I've never heard anybody else talk about that fucking album. I haven't mm. heard a single word about it. Yeah. My brothers are into the same exact people you're into. Uh -huh. They do not talk to me about Kendrick, about that new album. Like I, Not even I, with him touring? No, that we talked about it literally a couple days after it came out. Like my brothers, I thought they they said that it was like okay. Mm -hmm. Then they never talked about it. I don't. I know that the album didn't sell as much, but I also don't know that it moved the needle as far as like when Damn came out. He had songs on the radio and shit. Yeah. And niggas were bumping Kendrick Lamar. Well, he's got he's got a Silent Hill on that on the radio right now. Okay, I think that might be the only one. Though. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like you know. Uh, which is not a problem. Like I still like Kendrick Lamar. I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't care for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, but I also like Drake. 
Drake chooses to have beef with with different people. I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't personally want to beef with Kendrick Lamar if I was Drake. Well, I think rap's so weird because you see videos of like, not even like five years ago, but Drake being like, oh yeah, Kendrick's my boy, and Kendrick be like, I fuck with Drake, like, and everybody's cool, but then like randomly everybody just has beef with each other. I'm like, why can't all y'all just coexist? Like, I know rap is competitive, but it don't have to be mean. But it's not like, yeah, like if I say. I fuck with you, bro. It's like, I fuck with you. I'm not going to be like, hey, bro, I fuck with you. And then literally later that, I'll be like, I can't stand that nigga. And when there was make a like, song about it. When there was competition in hip-hop, like, I remember, like, the 50 Cent and the, the Kanye West thing, which was several years ago that now. That was hilarious. Where they were like, oh, let's see whose album sells better or whatever. And right. it was it was cute. Like, we all knew Kanye 50 was going to get yeah, washed. He, like, yeah. we, we knew that. That was graduation. It was, <laughs> it was nice to kind of see that shit. And I feel like now it's all this, like, women and men have it really bad right now. It's all this like infighting it's all this like you can't be better than me type thing yeah. and you can't so i'm like guys like it's it's cooler when y'all are rapping together yeah it's cool when you guys are doing the thing together and everybody can collaborate and music can be this communal sort of Absolutely. y'all are making it really weird and gross yeah you know so check this shit out if you want to girl it's, it's dope and um also a tour has been announced and me and Dakri are going. Oh my god! We'll be at we'll be at the show. <laughs> this is news to me, we, child. We're going. I'm um, not missing no more concerts. I hope man. Drake plays all only songs from Honestly Nevermind, <laughs> <laughs> so I can be in there. My game fighting myself, showing myself. <laughs> okay. Did you have a wait? We got one. Did you have a favorite on there or no? A favorite song? Rich Rich Flex. Oh, okay. That I thought that song, like the little gay jokes notwithstanding, I thought that Rich Flex was a really good, was a good song. song. Okay. Um, I thought that that the, you know what? And off the top of my head, like I know there was one more before Circo Loco that like had, like I said, like a really quick beat switch. It might have been Spin by You. I but, love um, that song. I think that's my favorite right now. Yeah. Overall, like decent, decent, decent album. Decent, yes. decent album. Um, okay. That's <laughs> That's all we got, girl. That's all we got. Um, we could do sugar or salt or on the rim. Um, I have a sugar. Um, I don't know if you have either. Um, I got. I guess I'll I'll have sugar this week. Okay, so I'm gonna throw sugar on the rim really quickly. Um, a new video game came out uh, this past weekend, I believe. God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I've seen. Commercials for that. Who, buddy boy. Um, <laughs> you got it already? The, oh, I got it the day it came out. <laughs> um, the sequel to the 2018 Smash uh, reboot, uh, God of War, uh, released last Friday. And I have been in my house on the couch. <laughs> I have been doing no- – I get home, play the game. I get home, I wake uh, up, play the game. Like, uh, it's so in insanely fun to play uh-huh. the all the things that they did well everything that made god of war good and special in the last game they built upon it and then they were like we're gonna add more things so that you can violently murder every the fuck thing else in the game they have come up with fun new ways for kratos the main character to rip people in half they have added new little side characters characters who can all shoot bows and arrows at all the motherfucking weird ass enemies running around your son is still an asshole piece of shit who is making decisions for the lot of us that is going to get everybody killed. Um, I still haven't beaten the game. Um, I'm probably halfway through it, and okay. I've been playing for days. Okay. <laughs> There's that much, that many things to do. Um, I haven't cried yet, although 
I cried at the first game. So I know for a fact something is going to happen in this one that is going to break my spirit emotionally. <laughs> it's an incredibly uh, beautifully like graphic game. Uh, oh. Like the, the graphics are really good. The combat is solid. And the storyline in God of War is like, it's immaculate because it's this, it's a story about a God who's like trying to kill other gods. Uh -huh. But in the midst of that, he's trying to repair a relationship with his son. Okay. So they weave this in like in a really beautiful way. So like I said at the beginning, like your son's a fucking asshole in the game, but he's literally an asshole because it's like you have had poor communication skills for his entire childhood okay. <laughs> and you hide things from him. Right. So it's a good fucking game. If you're a game nerd like me, you, you've already purchased the motherfucking game. If you're on the fence, let me hop you off that bitch right now. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok is the game of 2022. <laughs> it is. Eats, girl, and it's only 65 United States dollars. <laughs> Get it while supplies last, girl. And that's my sugar on the rim this week. Um, I have sugar on the rim. Um, I'm really looking forward to my weekend. I've had what I feel the past couple weekends have just been busy, mm -hmm. constantly doing something. And I cannot wait for tomorrow when I clock off, like clock out, yeah. to be off work. And then I have all weekend to do nothing. Like me and Shorty are going to be in the house. We're going to repaint our bedroom. Besides that, I'm not doing shit. Not doing nothing. I'm going to be in the crib. I might go to the gym on Saturday yeah, and Sunday. Yeah. Besides, I'm going to be watching football, enjoying my time, just relaxing, sleeping in. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting up early for nothing. Um, I'm just really looking forward to that. Excellent. So uh, with that, uh, the lights are coming up. The bar is closing. We do have to go home. We thank you for joining us on another episode of the Jack and Dackery Show. Uh, we hope that uh, we... We'll make sure the next time you come back, uh, there'll be more rounds on you. Uh, Wakanda forever. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>